tonight on Ship Chasing. The risers, the fallers, the players who will shake up BBM3. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> this is why. This is why I'm hot. Anita Han- Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Kadarius Tony? You can't handle the heat. See, it looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> Crane, it's been less than uh, 24 hours since we were wandering around the streets of Brooklyn looking for a bar last night. Looking for a bar and uh, found a bar. Got a mezcal margarita to to close out our night after uh, a successful live stream viewing by me and a live stream performance by you. I felt like such a tourist because I'm like pointing out all the things just offending me on the streets of Brooklyn. Like there was literally a family of rats just living under a car, just having it. It looked like it was an amusement park there. I'm like, Pat, look at that. And he's just like, yeah, that's every day. Then there was this couple fighting and I was like, this feels like it might escalate. And Pat's like, nah, they're fine. They're fine. So I was like, I was just like, nah, I was a, you know, the, 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 I don't know, the farm boy in the big city or something. There was a, there was an argument on the street. And you were like, oh man, like that's, that's tough. You know, like it makes you worried about like, you know, if they're, they're headed back home together. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure those were strangers. (laughs) (laughs) Then we, then we get to a bar. uh, And as we're walking in, a guy's getting thrown out of the bar. Um, and then about a half hour later, he tries to walk back in and just see if no one noticed. She's like, nope, get out, get out. So it's another night in New York, I guess, Pat. It is. It, he was interesting because, like, you know, a guy like that, you think would have been like falling down drunk, right? He gets thrown out of a bar. It's like a whole thing. He won't leave. The bartender, it's the bartender's story. There's not a bouncer. The bartender is coming from around the bar saying, "You need to get out of here." So I would love to have known what he did because again, he's not like all sloppy, falling everywhere. He's like he seems drunk, but like you know, just kind of like a regular drunk guy. Then he comes back. He came back and she was just like, no. <laughs> I mean, you should have come back in like a disguise, at least had some fake mustache. Bobby Valentine move. Yeah. Um, Clay, I don't re- I don't remember the name of that bar. We tried to go to a place called Duck Duck and it was hot and sweaty and filled with young 20-something hipsters and we, we headed somewhere else. This is generally, I think, an issue with the post-pandemic city is that it feels like it's like kind of real haves or have nots. Like people are either going out and they want like a scene and yeah. they're, they're young and full of life or <laughs> they're home. But it's like, what about just like, you know, some mid 30 year old hangs. What about those? <laughs> so there's, they're harder to find. They're still there though. We did find one. Uh, but yeah, thank you uh, for, I'm trying to think if any of our, our ship chasers were out there, obviously clay in the chat, we did a, a, a very fun live show from the underdog offices uh, in Brooklyn yesterday uh, for club top shot. So that was a very good time. I wish I could recommend going and watch the playback, but uh, we had some audio and video uh, difficulties. So like the first 10 minutes are unlistenable. And then I guess the back half is a little fun. If you, if you're looking for a man's appearance, man's does make uh, a spoiler alert appearance there at the end, but Gretch hate to box you out of our big city fun. No, this How sounds have you fun. <laughs> I, I love uh, Pat's where the 35 year old. I mean, most of those I think are, are like me just hanging out at home with their kids. Like a lot, a lot yes. of them in 30 year olds have kind of moved on to that, that stage, but um, maybe not so much in Brooklyn. 
Well, that's what I always yeah, feel I mean, like Brooklyn are... is kind of like Neverland, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're not trying to get old and grow up here. <laughs> well, and people nor yeah, you judge a bar if you're like, oh, no one's in there. Maybe it's bad, but it's like, yeah, but maybe the drinks are good and we can hear each other talk. That seems like <laughs> yeah, a, that's a, a win-win. 35-year-old hang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which we found. I mean, it did take us a few tries, but we got there. I, I wish I could remember the name of the bar. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like a lot has uh, happened since our last show. Because it was last Wednesday was when I was drunk on my birthday and we had was it was was it Liam was just a week ago. That feels like a month ago. That, that feels like a month ago. Right? Yeah. And then like ro- then Royal Rumble that Friday. to me felt like two weeks ago. And that was right. Friday. That was, that was last year. <laughs> I was I was very drunk for both of those. And, and they yeah, I'm still hungover from those two, I think. Does does Sean ever uh, indulge in some adult beverages? I don't think so. I don't think so. And so by the end of our, because we live streamed the Royal Rumble on Ceiling Bananas, by the end of that, he wanted to do like a review of all the teams, and I was, I was fucking hammered. (laughs) I was pretty (laughs) drunk, and we were going through like pick by pick, and he's asking me questions of like legit like player takes, and I was like, Sean, like. Calm does our editing for us, and he he made his annual salary with that one because a couple times I had to be like, dude, we just gotta cut this. I got nothing. Like I'm I'm drunk. Um, I still need to look at uh, my roster and see the the rest of the players that ended up on uh, on my team. Although I did listen to uh, the episode too, where you guys were like breaking down the rosters, and I'm like, I don't even know if I remember making that pick. But I appreciate you guys thinking that I made the you know really you delicate. Got some values. Oh, did, did you take uh, I did take James Connor. I yeah, because I knew I knew that was gonna be a, a piss boys draft. So I was like, I'm I'm taking Cooper Cup up top for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I ended up biting the bullet, taking Aaron Jones at the two three turn and Aaron Jones uh or sorry, James Connor at the four five turn. The ship chasers will be happy to know that even over on Spike Week in this Royal Rumble with a bunch of industry guys. Really fun draft room. Pete did, in fact, draw the 101. If if you missed the draft, that was Unreal. the case. No, no surprise, but it did happen. I know, I know, honestly, no one feels sorry for me. What I don't expect anyone to feel sorry for me, but I literally dread getting the 101 now in a public live stream draft. <laughs> I cringe every time just waiting. Give me a late slot. Give me a late slot. Uh, it just I happen. only draw the 112, and sometimes I, I get blessed with the 110. So thank you, <laughs> underdog algorithm, for just giving me the grossest starts. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, all right, yeah. So we we are going to hop in a, a BBM three draft in a second, but I did want to uh, touch on some ADP risers and fallers because I do think this is one of the fun things to think through. I always remember, and I know Gretch and Sean um normally do a show on this too each year where you're kind of trying to predict what next year's fantasy drafts could look like and it's always such a good exercise to think who could be a first round pick next year who could be a second round pick and i think this can be like a micro version of it of you know come mid to late august who are the guys now that you guys think uh pat must be having internet difficulties who you guys think could really shoot up and i have i have a few in mind but gretch have you been thinking through players through that that lens at all a couple i'm just starting my projections um maybe a quarter of the way through the league um so this is an easier exercise for me when i finish my projections because i I get to this 
I, I feel like I have a much better, I mean, I'm not even somebody who drafts off my projections, but I love the projection process simply because it forces me obviously to think through the team, the depth chart at the, of all the various teams. Um, and then it's just like a, a, you know, a deep level of analysis. Like I'll throw out a really random name here that I have. I don't, I am think I've heard all off season, but the Patriots brought in Ty Montgomery this year. I saw that. Too. They gave him like a decent two year deal. That's like very comparable to what they re-signed James White for. It's like four plus million. If they keep him, there's only like 300,000 guaranteed, but that's still like, it's, it's, there's guaranteed money on it. And if James White isn't really healthy, there's been talk he could get cut. Like would, would it be that surprising if Ty Montgomery was like, Bill Belichick's Cordero Patterson, late career slash player that he turns oh, into God. his pass catching back. I mean, would it be that surprising? It wouldn't be surprising dude. at all. And I, I don't even think I've heard of this dude, but he could be this year's like I mean, I don't think I've heard him talked in, in fantasy, yeah. but you want to throw someone on the end of a stack, like or uh I don't know how much everyone's stacking New England, but on the at the, the you know, the end of a zero RB build or whatever, like feels like last year's Cordero Patterson a little bit to me, but that's I've only done like a quarter of the league, but I, that's a guy I ran across and I was like, I have not heard anyone talk about this. I could see this. And this contract, again, not bad. I know. That's what scares me oh. of not knowing. The only reason I knew that one is because I did the New England Patriots preview for the Fantasy Life newsletter. And so I was going through their offseason transaction. I was like, what the fuck? Ty Montgomery is here too? Like, I, I couldn't believe that. And maybe, maybe they were, um, I don't know, maybe they have known for a while that James White wasn't going to be ready. And that was kind of a an insurance policy too on, Oh, maybe Ramondre's not ready to be our pass catcher. Uh, you know, plug your ears, Pat. Uh, and they bring him in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a hip injury for white, so it would make sense that they would kind of have a contingency plan in place for him. Um, also they lost Brandon Bolden and right. yeah. Montgomery's got some special teams ability. So I think right there, he's probably active on game days. Same way Bolden was. As much as we love the JJ Taylor, uh, the JJ Taylor clip didn't really do much when he was kind of needed. Like, remember, he was a popular waiver ad last year, as Pat was laying out last week, but then he was <laughs> a popular waiver drop like two it. weeks later, a week later. Well, what I think about the guys in general that I think really could rise, I, I generally uh, am landing on running backs just because what I feel like generally drives running back ADP in the first place is just projected touches. And obviously in, in underdog, the drafters are sharp. So they are putting a premium on some of these rookies um, just, you know, playing the end of season in game. But for the most part, like I even look at a lot of those backs going at the two, three turn um, with, uh, you know, a Javante Williams, um, a Saquon is a perfect one. Like, can't you just see if we get a few rosy reports you know melvin gordon's only going to be in a in a role where he spells javante williams this oh, year it's like sure. he's snapping right back up to the, to one, the two. one two turn yeah. I, I are there i any... put saquon down too and i put fournette down in that same range for sort of similar reasons i think saquon's the easiest one to see because um like with javante i think there's always going to be people who are just concerned about the projectable volume and I like I could see some hype getting behind him, but I could also see that not happening. I could actually see Javante maybe settling more into like the late third, depend like kind of like Swift. Um, and maybe you know maybe you're in a draft where someone's going to take him in the early third, but you know I don't know that he's like necessarily guaranteed to be a riser. Even though I I feel like this is a real steal where we're getting him right now. But Barkley to me, I, I don't know that there's going to be the pushback, right? Like if we start to hear positive reports. Um, and, and like you can project him for so much volume 
And then if his efficiency is like decent, I mean, he could, he's the type of profile that, you know, like what's the difference between him and Najee? You know what I mean? Like you're just betting on snaps and receiving and you don't feel great about the offense, but Najee, you got some youth, but I think we all feel a little bit better about Saquon's talent if he's actually healthy. So I could see him rising a lot. Well, I mean, it, it's it's basically the exact same situation as last year, right? And everyone was happy to draft him at the one-two turn there. There was like uncertainty coming off of that year, but everyone still believed in the talent. And now it's just like you burned, got burned, what, twice? And so now everyone's mm-hmm. like, all right, we got to kick him back at least another round. Yeah. yeah I've also, also – oh, no, you go with yours. I was going to bring it – so this is a receiver take, but I – I wonder if Amon Ross St. Brown's going to get steamed. Uh, you get kind of a lot of narratives that I think will get louder as the season goes on or the offseason goes on. Uh, second year breakout narrative. Uh, I think there's, you know, some of these guys, like they're kind of all going a little bit later than I would have expected. Uh, there's reasons for, you know, Devontae Smith and Elijah Moore uh, going a bit later. But I think Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe things might things might like help him as the season goes on, because unlike those guys who, you know, like AJ Brown, like we, we might start to hear more and more good things about AJ Brown. We might start to hear some stuff about Jamison Williams missing a, a really long chunk of the season. So that would help Amaraz ADP. And then I, the lions seem to be like bubbling up is like kind of the fun team. And those narratives just tend to like snowball. I feel like, you know, like kind of the Bengals like last year, like people were, excited about the Bengals and I feel like in general those things just kind of tend to build and build and build and build up to a crescendo which might push up uh you know kind of Lions ADP. I, I don't think the Lions can be the Bengals though when you're talking about Goff and Burrow like Burrow going into year two and and Goff yeah and Goff I, there's a lot of people that are saying Goff the thing that I keep hearing whenever the Lions come up is Goff's been good before. Like even Sean said it to me. I, I, I read it on Twitter occasionally. It's like everyone has that same line. He's been good before. When he had, you know, good pieces around him, he's been good. And it's like, yeah, but <laughs> it's been good for a few <laughs> years. And that was like when Sean McVay was, you know, kind of changing uh, a lot of, you know, uh, Obviously, McVay's had a huge influence. A lot of his understudies ended up getting hired into head coaching roles already. This guy already has like a strong coaching tree. He was the youngest head coach in NFL history. Came right in, and whatever he was doing offensively, a lot of it was like hurrying up to the line, remember, and and like the first year and communicating with Goff, uh, the audibles based on how the defense is aligning a very like college type of uh, an offense. He's telling him what he to was, do. Yeah, before the headset would, would shut yeah. off, he was telling him how to play quarterback. I mean, he was – I, yes, golf's been good before, but it was it was training wheels, is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. and there's a lot of McVeigh and and McVeigh's gotten his system exposed a little bit, and then was like, I got to get rid of golf to bring in a quarterback that can help this system reach the next level. And they did, but I, I mean, I think all of that is very necessary context when we talk about golf. Anyway, I, I think the Lions like are I'm with you that they're they're very interesting and exciting, and people are going to continue to steam them. But I feel like. At a certain point, people are going to get stopped by the fact that the quarterback is Jared Goff, right? On that, on that excitement. And it the the Goff or not, sorry, not Goff, but the Amon Ra and Jamison is interesting because we actually saw kind of a proxy for that already happen this past week with the Godwin news. You know, people there. I think there was a report that 
his report, he might be slightly more behind than people initially thought. And so Godwin dropped and then Russell Gage got mm -hmm. pushed up. And so obviously Amon Ra would be the gauge in this situation, although he's a much funner bet to, you know, push up than Russell Gage's. But I was also thinking about, you know, the market's obviously reacting in both ways in a way that I think on the surface seems efficient, but I honestly, I understand docking the injured player, but I think like moving up a guy like gauge when we've talked about how important and all that matters is this production at the end of the season where I'm like, I don't want to be chasing steam on these guys who are going to have slightly more early season opportunity. Yeah. I haven't drafted a ton of Evans for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. One of the lists that I put down for this exercise. And again, I, I, I mean, I don't feel like I am like properly positioned to do this. Uh, because I'm also not drafting as much as you guys. So I was just like looking at ADP lists and stuff. I feel like I'm way behind on, on, on like a feel for what 2022 drafts are like. So take some of what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but one sort of subset of players that I think is really easy to mention in this conversation that could be risers are the young late receivers that specifically that uh metrics twitter likes that we like the kinds of guys that we like on this show i think when they get good reports and people that are more willing to like listen to the reporting and sort of like team situation and projectable stuff get excited when you know there's a group of people like us that love the player from a metrics perspective um you get this kind of competing thing where it's like everyone's trying to be higher on the guy. Like, I feel like those guys can just shoot up. Like this happened with Sky more recently, right? The uh, names I wrote down are like KJ Hamler. I think this can still happen for if we get some, like a lot of very positive buzz uh, that he might be playing more than we expect. We all really love his profile. When you go back to college, it's obviously been hurt a lot, but among the rookies like David Bell, George Pickens, Wondell Robinson, uh, if we get good news out of Justin Ross, that could happen really quickly with him. Obviously, Romeo Dubs comes to mind. Any of those guys you get yeah. good July, August reporting from and get people that are more like camp watchers in, and then you get like, we'll be in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those guys all have really interesting profiles from from prospect perspectives. Those guys, the, the people, the, the receivers drafted in the 10 to 20 receiver spots ahead of them are not hard for them to leave. You know, Corey Davis is going ahead of all those guys. Uh, I think I saw like Van Jefferson. And mm -hmm. when I was looking, it's like th th those rookies will jump those guys really, really quick. Right. Yeah. For Jarvis sure, Landry. The market already loves the rookies. Right. I mean, in the second year players, like we, we eat those guys up. And if you give us more permission to take those guys, like we are going to rubber stamp that and, and steam them up a couple rounds easy. I, I think the only other guy in that range, uh, Alec Pierce, I could also see mm -hmm. just the market being like lots of opportunity there. He's crushing Paris Campbell. Isn't quite ready. Still. He's the number two in this offense. And like, next thing you know, he's a ninth round pick. <laughs> yeah. One guy I could see making a huge jump. Um, and I think deservedly so, but like you just need some positive buzz at a training camp for Josh Palmer. And I think you could be talking about a ninth round pick for him because the buzz is like, he's running ahead of Guyton. Like Josh Palmer is running ahead of Guyton in training camp is like, I mean, I don't know. Is he an eighth round pick? Like, yeah, those guys will probably rise too. I saw both of them and I was telling myself that I wouldn't be on them, but I, I think you're right. Cause I'd be like, I don't, I don't really like Paul. That's why I went into this whole spiel about like 
metrics Twitter kind of needs to like the profile too, because I think there'll be pushback on Palmer and Pierce that they weren't big enough producers in college potentially. Um, I don't know. What it, do you think about that? I was just going to just mention one more why I do think Palmer is probably the perfect intersection of a guy that could just be massively steamed because he also falls into that bucket of that game everyone's loving to target. Yes. We've already seen Williams and yeah. Keenan get pushed up at the two, three turn. The only guy that kind of debunks this is like Gerald Everett still just chilling out kind of at his ADP. I, I feel like he's got to move up a couple rounds over the course of the summer. I think he probably will. Dricko uh, was mentioning, you know, maybe, maybe Donald Parham is stealing touchdowns. And so I just don't think he's quite as fun. Gerald Everett. I, I do like drafting him, but um, the thing with Palmer is like, I think the, I was headed to that same point of the game. One, it's a it's a game that people want pieces of, but it's also extremely hard to get pieces of that game. Like Mike Williams' ADP has risen so so much. Keenan Allen's very expensive still. Like you know, it's kind of wild. Mike Williams moved up, and basically Keenan Allen's ADP has stayed the same. It's it's pretty interesting. Like the game just got more expensive. It's really hard. I mean, I don't like if I have cup. I don't really like getting a super expensive Mike Williams, especially with, you know, how much cheaper he was before. I know maybe we shouldn't pay too, too much attention to that. It's still pretty early, but it's like uh, Davis and I were talking about like, you know, maybe, maybe this is the game where it's like, you're trying to build a, a GPP lineup and cups like 10,000, you know, right. and then the other guys are all so expensive too. So it's like, is this really the winning GPP lineup is coming from this game? It's getting, it's getting tough to actually fit everybody, but Palmer, you know, if he has like, if he's a starter and he has a 10th round ADP, you're smashing. If he has a late ninth, I think you're still smashing. Like it's probably up until maybe even the late eighth where you even start to think about it. I mean, someone in the chat was joking around about Miko Hardman seventh round from a couple years ago, but that, I mean, that feels like what Palmer could be this year mm -hmm. where the third option in the, the most exciting offense and everyone just wants a piece yeah, of it. I mean, that's a really good angle. It's a really yeah, good comp, and I, I will still uh, defend that ADP for Meekle. I mean, I'll defend that until <laughs> the, the end of time. Like, I still think that was perfectly justifiable, and we missed sometimes. Like, but there there was ceiling in his profile. Meekle's just been bad. There still kind of is. I, there still kind of is, I, but he's I, been kind of bad the last couple of years. You, you do have to acknowledge he's been bad. But as a 21-year-old rookie going into year two, as a 22-year-old second-year player going into year three, he looked like a dude that absolutely was worth swinging for the fences on. I mean, I just, that, that's what it's pro it, it's gotten less and less interesting as he hasn't broke out each year for sure. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what, what do you guys think of this one? Yeah. Irish Johnny saying, do you guys think Christian Watson gets steamed up because he was interesting in that he kind of opened in that same sky more range where everyone's like, Hey, rookie opportunity, good quarterback. And now what? Because yeah. he's had some bad training camp reports. He's cooling off a little bit i could see him going in either direction yeah, it seems easy for him to get steamed i think one of him or lazard gets steamed a lot yeah there's Somebody's gonna be reports of he's the one and then that yeah. guy's getting i mean yeah. it's so easy to say he's gonna be the next Devon. he's gonna he's gonna fill the Devonte adams void right or he's gonna be the next like aaron Rodgers go-to guy he has a draft capital everything's going right for watson in that regard but like pat said it could even be lazard it's just like all, all it takes is is somebody being like, well, you know, this is the guy's going to step into uh, 
50% of what Adams is leaving behind, you know, like 75%, like it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. And these guys are, would, would be getting steam pretty quick. Yeah. And also we got to always throw up the dubs, the in, dubs the, sure. in the chat. So there's one guy that when you guys brought up this idea, I thought of first, and I think is the clearest player that's going to rise. And we haven't mentioned him yet. Hit him. And it's train Lance. I think there's no, and I, oh, it's yeah. weird as a quarterback, but I think there's no question in my mind he's going to go with that top group by August. Like he's going to get up to Jalen Hurts range really quick, and he's still going, you know, behind Brady and some of these guys. But I, that's one of the teams I have done the projection on, and I like reworked my whole projection process to start from dropbacks and because um, I used to just do team volume, run run plays and pass plays, but actually use scramble rate and design rush rate. And I was really interested. He only has an 86 dropback sample, not like a lot of dropbacks, but his scramble rate and his design rush rate were incredibly high. The other really interesting yeah. thing, when I started looking at these comps of like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, all of these other young running runners, right? In their first couple of years, and we know this from their actual rush volume, but in the first couple of years, their design run rate and their scramble rate tends to be a lot higher. And then it starts to come down a little bit. Lamar's even came down a little bit last year. Uh, Josh Allen's has started to come down when they start to get more comfortable playing quarterback. But Lance is right in this, this sweet spot, this pocket where, like, dude, I had to seriously nuke his rushing upside to get him to like 800 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. Like in an offense, that's also going to project to be very run heavy. And you can project him to have design running back rushes and some green zone rushes, right? That used mm-hmm. him there already last year in that small sample. I have not felt like this doing a projection at any other time other than Lamar Jackson's second season. It was the same thing where it was like, I can I can justify projecting this guy for 200 carries as a quarterback for 1,000 rushing yards. That's how everyone felt doing Lamar Jackson in year two because he ran so much in year one. Now, Lamar Jackson's year two was – that it was such a hit because he also threw so well, right? He won the MVP. He threw, he led the NFL in passing TDs. I don't think Lance is necessarily that guy, but everyone over the next couple of months is going to start talking about how Trey Lance can be a thousand yard rusher this year. If he plays 17 games and all it's going to really take is like more clarity that it looks like he's going to play 17 games. But I mean, it, in this offense and as a young QB who didn't look like a, a like a de- dependable passer last year, it's not, it's really, really easy to project him for a thousand rushing yards this year when you look at the way that their offense runs. So yeah, and I, I was just going to say real quick too. I mean, Gretch is already right on the movement because you can see here, I have the ADP uh, pulled up. Um, he's technically still behind Dak by about four, but anecdotally, I want to say three out of my past four drafts I've done, he has flipped. Dak and Dak is now the slider past him. And I, I completely agree with Gretch. I can see him easily. See, I see him up there and that hurts like 63 yeah. range. I think he can get up just right, uh, right after hurts, I think is, is probably where yeah. he can land. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, I had a draft where uh, just earlier today I took CD. I had the one twelve cause that's where all my picks are in these basketball <laughs> mania drafts every I'm time. So sorry. Yeah. It's I, somehow this does feel related to you getting the one on one every time. Uh, so I have the, I took CD Lamb at the 112. Uh, I took Zeke at the 401, which was one of the few times I've taken Zeke. But I was like, I'll do a fun little Dallas thing, you know. So then comes around at 712, take Dak, just take Lance at the 801, completely naked, never never stacked him with anything. Like, cause I was just <laughs> like, you know what's not gonna happen? Lance being here. Like that's that's one thing later that's not gonna like. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think he's getting steamed, and I feel like. 
you know, he ha- he has this incredible upside, most of it through his legs. So I'll kind of take him sometimes. I actually did take Juwan Jennings, I forgot, in the last round, which is actually another reason because you you have two backdoor stack options. You can take Danny Gray or Juwan Jennings. You can also take Tyrion Davis-Price and just bet on the offense that way. You can also take Jeff Wilson. So you've got like a number of ways to kind of backdoor Trey Lance, even though you'd rather get him with Ayuk and stuff. But it makes it appealing just to like take Lance. Like you don't necessarily need to set up Lance, although there's certainly ways to do that because, you know, Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk, all fun to take. So, yeah, I think Lance is going to jump up to exactly the range you're saying. It's one of those things where when you rush as much as I'm talking about, like I'm looking back – Lamar's 2019, he ran 176 times, and no Josh Allen was second in the league at 109. And there's no one else over 100 carries at QB. Kyler had 93. Um, that's in, that's in 2020, I'm just kind of clicking through. Lamar was at 159. Newton and Cam Newton and Kyler were in the 130 range. Josh Allen, 102. No one else over 100. Last year, Allen won, jumped up to 122. Jackson, 133. He missed some games. Jalen Hurts had 140 carries. I projected Lance for over 150 carries, and I nuked his stats. I could justify projecting him for 200 carries. I want to to say that number again. Like In any kind of reasonable efficiency, especially as a young quarterback, it like any kind of reasonable efficiency for quarterback rushing, he could just have a, like a legitimately historic. Because like, think about it from a football perspective, too. That's part of what I'm doing with my projections. I like Kyle Shannon wants to run the ball. He always has pretty run heavy rates. He likes to call run plays. He showed a willingness to design the, you know, designed runs for Lance last year when Lance was playing. And if he's throwing the way that he threw a little bit last year, that's the side of it that might need a couple years to develop, but Shannon's going to have no problem just leaning on the run. I mean, we saw it with Hertz a lot last year. I think Hertz's rush rate could come down this year now that he's had a full season as a starter under his belt. But Lance is right in that sweet spot where, like, he can run so many more times than anyone else. I dropped him way below Lamar's rates, like what I would project for Lamar. Um, but I think he can run as much as Lamar or even more. Like, I, I think that's actually possible. It's, yeah. I mean, that well, adds he's such... definitely going to rise, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy what you could project him for and really pretty easily justify. It's a very small sample. All of those things need to be said. But I yeah. mean, I, I don't see how he doesn't rush 100 times if he plays 17 games. Like he's going to be top three or five in, in rush value. And if you go look at quarterbacks that even can't throw particularly well, go back to like Kyler's rookie year, didn't have a very good passing year, like 3,500 pass yards, 20 touchdowns or something, was still top 10. I mean, Lance is going like QB 10 right now, QB 11. If he runs like I'm talking about, there's no chance he's not top five. I don't even care if he throws for one touchdown passing a, a game, six, you know, 17 touchdowns and throws for like 3,000 yards, he's still going to be a top five quarterback so, in fantasy. So, Ben, so for the first time, really since we did our, our um, upside and downside projections back in the day, I dove in and did, and did full projections, and I did it the same way that – I actually want to compare notes on on the process because I did the same thing you're talking about. I, I did it from dropbacks, scramble rate, design run rate. Um, these are – it's like a an exercise that I'm doing. These, I, these aren't like published anywhere, so I didn't nuke any rates. I project. I just pulled them out. I was like, "How many did I, rush attempts did I project Lance for?" I projected him for 199. See, if you wow. projected for 200 carries, like he'd have to rush for like three yards a carry, which quarterbacks don't. <laughs> quarterbacks actually like average like five plus yards per carry typically. It's hot in here. That's that's like just average quarterback rushing efficiency. <laughs> not throwing in that he's big and fast and athletic. 
that's a thousand yard rushing season, which like almost no quarterbacks have ever done. I think it's just Lamar Vic to this point. I did 17 games. I didn't, you know, there's no like, you know, snaps missed or whatever. I didn't do any of the stuff that, that cools this, this stuff off. It's like every game's, every game's fully healthy. hundred. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I say we, we hop in a draft and watch Trey Lance go in the early. I did want to, um, yeah, we can keep like, talking about those, these as yeah. we, uh, as we draft. Well, cause one of the things I want to talk about in relation to Lance, I actually brought this up last night, uh, with you, Pete is that I think this tight end market might get a little shifted. Like one of the risers that I think could be Pitts. Um, I don't necessarily know. Maybe maybe he'll rise, maybe he won't. But I think if he does end up rising, then you could – well, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe Lance – because the thing with Lance, right, the reason that he hasn't really risen yet is because I think there's still a small discount where people are like, is he definitely starting all the games though? And like, I feel like the answer is yes. And I'm drafting accordingly, but my assumption is that eventually that will be made clear that he is starting all the games that will boost his ADP. When that happens, I wonder if that boosts Kittle's ADP a little bit. Yeah. And if Kittle is no longer ever available at the end of the fourth round, then if you're in the one hole or the two, you have exactly one elite tight end option and it's Kyle Pitts, right? Right now you can get Waller, you can get Kittle sometimes. You can almost always get Kittle. You can sometimes get Waller as well. But I feel like if that, it's like one of those things where like Pitts might get steamed because of nothing that he has done. He might get steamed because Waller and Kittle stop being available and McCaffrey, Taylor, Cup, those guys, they want to build with an elite tight end. So what do they do? They reach for pits. Yeah. Now, that, I mean, this is like we're getting in super gal brain, you know, dichotomous key, you know, butterfly mm-hmm. effect territory. But I, I, I mean, I completely agree. That's with sort you. of how the market exists in 2022, though. It is yeah. a little bit of like you, you gotta, you gotta get Charlie Day and start putting strings on the chalkboards <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah. No, it it is true. Did, and uh, I, did you shoot us a Venmo request for this yet? Yeah, every everyone. Uh, I, <laughs> I heard Liam defending himself on his podcast with, with uh, he's he goes. I just didn't want there to be any ambiguity. You know, Liam, there can be no ambiguity that you're going to split it with your bros without them sending you Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then flash forward to all three of us in court as I refuse to give you yeah. two million. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it would be a god would that be a good problem to have <laughs> yeah it sure, would. it sure would all right pat uh 110 what do you what do you do in this spot because i i literally don't know i've never had it happen <sighs> it's rough pete you kind of <laughs> who are these what players? i actually prefer 112 because i've i've gotten some weird stuff like i've gotten i got derrick henry and austin Eckler holy together. shit we're not in a ship chasing draft you just said Najee, henry and cook rip off the board here Wow. Uh, sorry. Uh, wow. I take digs if I get a chance. Dig season. Yeah. Did we Let's just get digs go. at one ten on a ship chasing live stream? Let's go. How is no one in here from the from the chat? I must have been like the last one to get into this. Did everyone get boxed out? Stephanie says she's in the overflow. Um, <laughs> There's a ship chasing draft <laughs> without us. 
Oh no, sorry guys. Oh, Freelance God. is going fourth in that one. <laughs> this is it. This is our new thing. We pump and dump these ship and ship chasing drafts. You guys came for the EV, and now you guys get to drain each other's EV. Um, I, I love like, Debo. Uh, what are you guys up for? I'm, I'm a fair game with Debo. Absolutely. What are you guys doing with Andrews here in general? I take him some, uh, but the fact that Pitts often gets back, uh, not usually all the way this way, but I mean, hey, I've gotten him, I've gotten him multiple times at the 312 now. So sometimes I'll just push it and see if I can get Pitts because I don't love the end of the third. If it, if I, like, I'm just praying Pitts gets there most of the time. <laughs> I feel bad. I sort of feel bad for all the ship chasers who are just filled an entire draft themselves that's not on stream while we get to build a beautiful zero RB team on stream. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> watch out for the avalanche guys the avalanche is real yeah doubt yeah get said pass along updates from the uh the, the Alvin just went the second <laughs> you went 108 here that's beautiful sorry shelly uh you got and oh shelly had a comment earlier that i meant to pull up she said um amon Ra is also going to get the hard knocks bump which is a really good oh, call as well. that's a great point there you go yeah add that to yeah. the charlie day board for sure i'm adding <laughs> yeah, <that>. yeah. <laughs> That's a really, really good point. Yeah. Swift, that might also help as well. Oh, he's already, I think he's going about where he should. Maybe, maybe a few picks he could bump up. Yeah. The, um, yeah, it was, and it was funny too, because you got, you and, uh, Sean were talking about with the Royal Rumble draft. It actually didn't end up being quite as piss boy in like the mid to late rounds as you might have expected. Were we? <laughs> no. Sounds like something we talk about. <laughs> you did talk about that, yeah. <laughs> you went, well, yeah, maybe, maybe this was the solo portion when you yeah, were on. When you were Sean on. and you were talking about, it and I was like, I don't know where he's going with this. Uh, <laughs> it actually. I didn't realize perfect. you were hammered for that too. Oh man, I got pretty drunk. It ended up being yeah. perfect, I think, as far as uh, you know, as someone who was expecting the avalanche, it, it worked out perfectly because there was this lull. Where like like I took Swift in the second and like kind of things like felt semi normal for the first few rounds and then like Leone had a false sense of security but I was like me Pete and Ben are in this draft and we have three separate teams like there's no way this is a normal okay just just draft what you normally would draft like I am not I'm not falling for that I'm <laughs> drafting wide receivers I'm breaking ties towards wide receivers anytime I can. We do have uh, a couple other piss boys in this draft. Body spill with a very sexy start out of the two-hole. Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Mike Williams. We'll see what Billy Joe does here with his Jamar Chase, Tyree Kill start. I like that Cup, Brown, Williams start. I mean, yeah. surprised that I yeah. like A.J. Brown at 211, but yeah, that's a nice one. And Gretch, I assume, you know, for the brand and in your heart and in your projections, you're still A.J. Brown over Higgins? Yes. I haven't projected either team yet, but yes, in my projections, I will I will goose the numbers as hard as yeah. I have to. <laughs> AJ Brown, uh, 15 yards per target. That's, uh, that's yeah. Wow, <laughs> surprise. Philly's leading the league in pass attempts. Didn't expect that. <laughs> Gretch is also projecting AJ Brown for a 1,000 yard rushing season somehow. <laughs> All right. All right let's moment see. of truth here, guys. Moment of truth. This is like literally what the board looks like every time you're Dude, sitting at the three. I think you we're gonna get him because he has Andrews. I doubt he double taps pits here. Oh, All man. right, 
dude, it's a, it's actually a reason to pass on Andrews at this point, I think, because I don't know. Well, I want to scoop all the pits I can at this price. Well, that's I why say, I just I like generally more than the number two start now. <laughs> I that's why it's so easy for me to pass on him, just because I I love Pitts, uh, Kittle and Waller prices. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Waller and Kittle also have awesome prices. Sometimes Kittle will get all the way back in the fifth. Although that's that's more rare. It, why is and Pitts then, going this late? I haven't seen this. He was going. I don't know. Before Waddle, right? All right. We are back on the clock here. Uh, DJ Moore and Deontay both look fun. Yeah, there's a lot of names here that I like. I would. I don't have enough DJ Moore. I guess Connor's in consideration, I guess. And ETN is, too, the way he's been rising. I could take any of those names, but if you guys are going to say that you don't have enough DJ Moore, then let's get some more DJ Moore. Roll the clip. I don't. I really don't. (laughs) I actually have way more ETN than DJ Moore. I think I think my my ETN bags just might be packed at this point. Um, if he keeps yeah, I getting pull up. My exposure, I have I kind of stopped drafting him because he got expense. I I was taking a lot of ETN early. Yeah. Um, I kind of missed the the really cheap Mike Williams. I kind of got in a little bit on the cheap Gabe Davis, but I do feel good about about my cheap ETN exposure. The Pitts thing, I was just. Like to me, it's still just a thing where like he's he's a second year wide receiver you want to target, but you get tight end eligibility. If he explodes the way that second year wide receivers sometimes do, he had a thousand yard season last year, only the one touchdown, but it looks like a profile you definitely want to target in terms of air yards, in terms of his athletic profile, in terms of the targets per out run, but the entire package basically didn't play tight end last year. If he explodes the way that second year receivers sometimes do. And you get tight end eligibility. I don't like he's already a third round pick if he's just a wide receiver in fantasy. That's what I don't understand. He should definitely be going in the second round with the fact that you get to play him at tight end. Well, and it's also should go ahead of Waddle, I think. Sorry. If he scored what three, four, four more touchdowns last year, he'd be a one two turn. He's he's a 201 pick every time. He's probably going ahead of Andrews. I mean, at least. But yeah, I mean, he was a he was like as a as a wide receiver, he was probably you know it's pretty comparable pick to Waller, probably a slightly better pick or uh, I mean prospect than than Waller, and then what I'm saying Waller than Waddle, and I, he had a, a more efficient rookie season in terms of yards per out run than Waddle did. So, like, I agree. I think as a receiver, like just as a, as a receiver, yeah. Why aren't we taking him over Waddle? Right. That's that's the easy way to think about it. Three tight ends had 1,000-yard seasons last year. Andrews, Kelsey, and Pitts. That's it. I mean, he already was there as a 21-year-old rookie. He turned 21 in season. Didn't he start the season at 20? Was any one of those, like, even younger 21-year-olds, if I'm not mistaken? I mean, this is, like, the exact type of player you target in year two. Just put out of your mind that he's a tight end, like, completely. By and the way, then, I just checked. Uh, I have thirty percent Trey Lance in the, in the in on underdog. Yes, that's beautiful right now. Uh, only twenty five percent in best ball mania, though. Got to step it up. Got to step it up. <laughs> Triple toe here. Uh, Najee, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Etn, and soccer seven uh, MP here. McCaffrey, Kamara, Williams, Cam Akers. Another uh, some ideological battles going on in this draft. 
Yeah, this is pretty wild out of the out of the two hole. Yeah, I like it. Two versus three. Now yeah. I will say for two here, man, uh, I would have a hard time in that build passing up on Kittle at five two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially for Juju. I mean, got to get the Chiefs wide receiver four. You know, got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler God. says, "Get re- get wrecked, Pat. I've got thirty six percent Lance. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I know you think you're high on a guy. You draft him in a quarter of your drafts, a quarter of your best ball many drafts. Come to find, you're you're a real bear. The the other guy, and I've mentioned him on like best ball breakfast that I think is for sure going to be an ADP riser. I mean, Brees Hall goes here at pick fifty three, and I'm I'm sticking to my take. He's going to be you know a, a three four turn bet uh, by August, like thirty six thirty seven. I just see no way." He doesn't move up. Completely agree. I don't know if he'll get yeah. all the way to three, four turn, but I think at least around, you know, mid fourth. And uh, anytime I feel like this is a comfy running back pick, that's how I felt about ETN. Yeah. And sure enough, steam, steam, steam. I'm still feeling like, you know, Brees Hall comes around. I'm like, oh, this is an easy click. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like if I feel like that way, then it's not going to last. All right. Uh, a Dobbins anchor, a, a Godwin correlation with DJ Moore. Um, what are you guys seeing? I would do, I would do Amon Ra, the we could play for him to come back around. Um, and I would do a Dobbins anchor. I'm comfortable with any of those. I, I was moving down to Amon Ra and Elijah Moore in, in my my eyes. Let's we're, uh, we're drifting. Let's uh, let's do. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you too. I mean, I, 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 I have drafted so much Dobbins and Godwin in this range. Um, obviously we're reaching a little ahead of, uh, ADP, but, um, I'm, I'm perfectly content grabbing, uh, Amon Ra here. Yeah. The injury stuff is definitely, what's the deal with Dobbins? You kind of hit me with that last week. That is something that, that I, I did remember. I wanted to get Dobbins on, on stream last week and, and I didn't really recognize that. I've seen some of it in the, in the interim, but had a busy sort of Father's Day weekend and a busy week in the in the in the period since then. So get me up to speed. What's going on with Dobbins? I've just seen the report that he might not be ready um for training camp. That you maybe I think everyone had been drafting him under the assumption he was going to be just good to go, ready to rock. But I right. don't think I've I mean, Pat, have you heard any other specific reports? No, I think well, I saw something that was like he might be ready for training camp. I tend to think uh that we should be taking him here. Like I like, yeah, him here, let's but- take him here. I mean, six Oh three is getting out of control. I think he was a third I- rounder before any reports. He should have been a third rounder. Like if those reports wind up being nothing, I think he's probably back in the fourth or third round. Right. Yeah. And I do think I, I just want to touch on the Godwin thing because Bullock brings up the kind of exact dilemma. Um, Godwin is obviously perfect for zero RB builds where you're jacked up at wide receiver and you don't need his scoring right away um but then he he caveats but his price will probably get cheaper after uh if there's a pup announcement or whatever and that that's kind of why i've started to pump the brakes of like yeah godwin's gonna get a little cheaper here so do you want to be grabbing him because at that point you're probably just offsetting the correlation boost with you know the the adp discount you're gonna get later yeah i i agree i think godwin's gonna fall um and i have not really been taking godwin this is good from Josh. So both, neither of you guys have said Josh or you or either of you guys. It doesn't sound like we're talking week one is in question at this stage. 
Yeah, Josh says here, report of Dobbins starting training camp on pup list, but unknown how long that extends into camp. So yeah, just some general uncertainty. But in terms yeah, for of me, it's more like I just want that extra little discount because maybe he, his ADP falls a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of like a running back coming back from a major injury, I would expect a sharp organization like the Ravens to do exactly that. Like I wouldn't, I mean, we know that the smart teams are really limiting what the running backs are doing in the off season anyway, and they're limiting their preseason reps. Why would you give your you know star running back a lot of preseason reps? He's coming back from an injury. I mean, I kind of want him on the pup list, frankly, get him up to speed. Obviously he needs to be ready. But even if he's not ready week one fully, but he's playing like, I mean, like he's like not fully conditioned week one and he's only capable of taking like 12 carries in the first month or 15 carries. Like that's not a bad outcome because we, we still want him to play 16, you know, 16, 17 games. Yeah. yeah. So it's so weird. Like, because isn't the IR four games now too? Josh pointing out the pup is now four games, Smith's not six, but isn't the IR now four, not three? Like why, what is the difference? I have no idea. Win pup, win puppy. It's all, all a riddle. Um, I, I someone... did enjoy my favorite moment of, of your stream last night was, you know, you kind of open it up to, to questions for a lot and thanks. And someone unironically was like, yeah, when's the puppy going to launch Jeremy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, just uh, <laughs> ask you the real questions. Um, Someone had asked in the chat on talking about Amon Ra versus uh, Devonta Smith. Um, I don't. I don't personally know if I have a strong take on that. Do either of you guys? I. I don't have a super strong take. I tend to be more Amon Ra for like the upside of him emerging as the clear number one. Um, and I know he's going to be a slot receiver, but you know it's like. Everyone, it kind of felt like paint by numbers when he came in, you know, and he's, he's getting drafted in like the, the 201 of dynasty drafts, uh, dynasty rookie drafts, because he's the new Cooper cup. He's Jared Goff's slot receiver. But then like, that's kind of what actually happened. I'm not comparing him to the Cooper cup, Ben. I'm not saying, he's Cooper <laughs> cup, but you know, I'm just saying that narrative kind of worked out and you know, we all know who Jared Goff is. He loves throwing short. He hates throwing deep kind of works out perfectly. They can throw to this, uh, you know, pretty shifty slot receiver who gets open very easily. So I don't know. It's just easier for me to see him like emerging as, as a guy just like got like a 26, 27% target share. And we're like, Oh man, this is, this is a, this is a fun pick now. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to click over to the board to show you guys, but there, there's literally only one pick that can be made here. I trust you guys know it. I, I hope it's what I'm thinking. I mean, he's the he's the man of the show. I'm gonna have to yeah. update the thumbnail to put him on it. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if we were gonna try and sneak him by. No, okay. so I, the reason no, I don't. Reason it has to be this turn, and I would rather not sneak. I, I'd rather anyone else that we could miss. Like, you know what I mean? Any yeah. other position, we, we're fine waiting five picks. Yeah, it's flat. And these else. these two needed quarterbacks, and I was like, if we if we get sniped on our own stream on our uh, no. after. Gress the second we took Debo, we yeah. had to block yeah, it yeah, we seven, right. seven, ten. It was like it had a. I was thinking yeah. five, six. I was like, you're getting a little excited. Oh man, uh, Pete! Oh, amazing call! Oh, three QBs go. Woo! Um, we get Brady here on the bring back. Oh, Hawk. 
The chat I, I really was gonna, wanted. Lance I was gonna. Brady. I was gonna say Pollard. So we've now thrown out three names. Oh, I, I do like Pollard. I love Pollard. Let's take Pollard. I'm fine with Pollard. Absolutely. The chat was loving the Lance Brady play, though. Yeah, I Hawk just would have been uh, bad. We already had fifth. Yeah, if we, I think if we had Godwin, maybe that would have been pushed it over the edge for me or Evans. Um, I, I don't feel like forcing the second QB there without uh without the stack. The, the chat's mad at you. No, they making. I mean, sorry, guy. I mean, I'm double tapping Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a stack with Brady. We already we have got got stack. Brady. Yeah, that's true. And why? Why hey guys, would I take Tom Brady? Draft Russell Gage by four rounds, where his ADP is. <laughs> why would I draft Tom Brady when I can stack up DJ Moore with Matt Corral or Amon Ra with Jared Goff? I mean, that's how you have a good time, sick. guys. Oh, hey, Jared God. Goff yes. was good. Yeah, he was, he was good. Or Kyle Pitts with with Mariota. Let's do it. Oh, we got we got some good second. All right, yeah, nice, nice work there, Pete. That would have been such a tilting. I was. But... Come on, uh, I can't let Ben get as wet in our loins over Trey Lance and then get sniped on him because we yes. wanted to get four extra picks of ADP value. Oh my god! When you said, I mean, I I was thinking the same thing. I was, I'm glad that because anything else at that turn was gonna what 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 else, whatever else we would do at seven ten, we're just risking Lance not getting back. Any other position is going to be pretty flat over the next five picks. You're certainly not waiting until nine ten. So you just you lock up the guy you can't lose at seven ten, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's the way to go because it. That, who cares? Why do you have to get like the ADP value when you know? Right. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter at that point. The um, yeah. And once I saw that these two guys behind us had no QBs and uh, almost everyone else had at least drafted their first one. I, I was, we're, we're in the danger zone and people are, they're willing to raw dog Trey Lance. It's not like, you know, you sometimes see burrow fall if, if for the guys that don't have, you know, chase or Higgins. Oh, they'll raw dog Lance so hard. <laughs> the team I was worried about was uh, Mr. Glass here who got good value on Kittle, but they already took, I think it was Josh Allen when they came through. But when that Patterson popped up, I was like, all right, we're going to get Lance, I think. <laughs> like yeah. But they, I mean, you're right. People will just pull him immediately uh, or, or solo or whatever. You're getting the bonk. I'm getting bonked. <laughs> I've been hanging out with Spags too much. Every uh, best ball drafting analogy is somehow a double entendre for sex now. <laughs> well, when you said you can raw dog Trey Lance, I don't even know if that's a double. That's a double entendre for drafting. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean you got you got your naked your QBs with naked I assume condomless, your raw dog and I don't know, it made sense in my head. The jump from <laughs> the jump from naked to, to raw dog is the raw dog. Is, I mean it's it's not that big of a jump when you think about it. <laughs> Let's see here. I feel like you're setting up nice for us in this pocket. There's a... Uh... There's some running backs coming back our way. Man, Claypool. Yeah. I was going to suggest Claypool because we have, um, Pete, the spreadsheet that uh, that you had sent over to me. We set oh, up with like. Don't don't talk about this spreadsheet. That was between you and me, buddy. Uh, well, well, I hey, I uh, I have seen your spreadsheet. I've realized through my own thoughts that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Chicago. Uh, we have week 17 correlation with Detroit, but Chicago uh, also plays 
Buffalo in week 16. So it's like a nice little bonus. And Pittsburgh gives us a similar one. Um, so someone in the chat was saying we should have taken Kenneth Walker over Tony Pollard. This is why you don't take Kenneth Walker over uh, Tony Pollard. I'm I'm happy to take him here. Also, I mean, Garrett Wilson looks yep, fabulous. I love Garrett Wilson. I kind of want to take Wilson. There's a lot of other running backs that look yeah. fine here. Yeah, we're fine with the running. I mean, it's all green. Let's let's take Wilson. Yeah. The um, and I'm Garrett. perfectly content with uh, with a couple of these running backs. Yeah, me too. That Garrett Garrett Wilson was the last of a tier, pretty clearly. I think. Yeah. Receiver. Yeah. Tim Patrick is peeking up from the bottom of the the board. <sighs> He's been rising time. lately, right? Uh, yeah. What it Dave was it Davis who tweeted about him today? Called it the inconvenient truth because he like because he's had like 10, 10 PPR points per game and led the team. I mean, it was just such a fun. <laughs> That's team. a good one. Yeah. So I am gonna be pulling for, um, I think Singletary here. I like Singletary. Yeah, it's a good one. And yeah, we got the digs correlation. Yeah, nice. Do you guys Walker think... would have been fun if he fell because we we have the Seattle now with with the with the Jets. He would, yeah, he would have. I mean, but seeing that like Landry and Crowder went, there's oh, no way Crowder's Wilson... going 10, 10 two these days. He must. Oh wow, what what's going on there? Is that a lot higher? Yeah, twenty picks yeah, at eighty. That's an interesting one. I did a stream with Liam today. We we're talking about you know like McKenzie's getting reps with the ones. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's all the reps, but he's, it's not like it's just talk that they're splitting that role. Like I think they might legit split that role. Yeah. I mean, I love Jar Jarvis Landry, but getting Garrett Wilson a pick before Landry and four picks before Jameson Crowder is uh that's robbery. Wilson should not be going this late. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, uh, trust me, I love me some Rondell Moore, but I ain't taking Rondell Moore over Garrett Wilson. Yeah, dude. I'm not taking Chris Olave over Garrett Wilson either. I've I've done more of a Wilson when I have when I have the stack, especially if I don't have Marquise Brown. Uh, yeah, I think I did that today. But I I have I, Wilson's one of my highest owned players. I he's a guy I could really see rising. Yeah, um, especially if like the talk is like, no, Elijah Moore is the slot receiver, and it's... they expect Garrett Wilson to play on the outside, which I think is. Something it's bizarre to, to me that the negative talk about Elijah Moore has been about Garrett Wilson. They drafted Garrett Wilson in the first round. He's a very good prospect. That is bad for Elijah Moore. And yet, there's, I mean, the implication being that Garrett Wilson is going to step in and be the like the 1A, and Elijah Moore might then become sort of the 1B, sort of like how Chase came in and immediately sort of made a really good T. Higgins into a 1B. And yet, Wilson's going one, two, three, four full rounds after I, I mean, more went at five eleven. You just scroll down from it. Wilson's at nine ten. That's a weird gap. It's a weird gap. Yeah. <clears throat> and I legit, I'm worried about Elijah Moore's routes. Like I think Elijah Moore's good. I think he'll draw targets when on the field, but like, would you be shocked if he had like, a, like slightly below 80% of the routes like you know he could, he could be kind of like in the antonio was it pete what just happened am i okay you can hear me 
I thought it was you, but then I started. Well, waking Pete's out the one me. with this draft. I mean, Pete's got to get back up here. It's it's Pete with the technical difficulties. No, and he's <laughs> he's running the draft. Oh my God, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> Pete Pete was saying, uh, wait, how's Pete? Was that me? Who You're was still here. It was you. How me? My You're still on the street. <laughs> There's two of you. <laughs> You're frozen above yourself. Really? I refreshed it. Oh, this is amazing. I'm gonna screen grab this. Yeah, go for the get the screen grab. Uh, we are about to pick here. It's <laughs> a great, it's a great uh, face that you're making in the. So we're on the clock. Obviously, some very fun picks here. I I'd be interested in Friermuth, Rojo, or Rashad White. Oh no. Oh, um, no. your spin, your other ones spin, your old old uh, spinning. Can now. you Ever- hear me? Yes, yeah, we I can, can hear you fine. All right, so we have 10 seconds. Can't see the board. It's you. I would take – I mean, you know I'm going to take Rojo if I get the, if you could let me. Friermuth, I'm good with. All right, I'll take Rojo. You seriously can't see the board right now? No. No. Refresh your, refresh your stream yard. Let me go to YouTube, see what it looks like. No one can see the board right now? Goodness. I see the board. <laughs> I think you need to refresh your stream here. I just did. Here, can you see it now? Oh, wait. I can see it. Oh, I can't. I I still can't. But if you guys can, that's that's fine. Can you You see the board, Crutch? I can, yeah. Okay. I'm going to refresh it. I feel like I'm going crazy. Oh, the chat is saying they can't see it? Oh, none of them can see it. Refresh your page, guys. It worked for me. Pete's got, uh, you know, the, the oh, text heavy over here. Oh, White didn't get back. I was hoping maybe we could get both. Now we have no, a shot of Pat's hand. <laughs> what, what is happening? Hey, guys. We're, we're on the clock. Our other two targets went. Um, your boy, Jacoby Myers, is here. We could take Fields if we want to set up something. I'm good with Myers or Fields. I don't know. Uh, yeah, field. Uh, we're going to need to get more receivers in this build probably later. Yeah. We can get some backdoor field I'm good stuff. with Fields, and then we uh, yeah. have we're lots done. of All right. – I like Lance Fields. Let's let's fucking yeah. hyper-fragile at QB, baby. All right. I have no – I'll try to refresh again. I, I have no idea why people can't see uh, can't see this. Is <laughs> Pat pack breaking? <laughs> That's nice. Nice hand, Pat. Wow. Thanks, guys. It's it's nice to know that that my hands are improved. (laughs) Just bareback fields. (laughs) I wonder if if it has something to do with... uh, Because you're logged in too, Pat. I don't know if there's something... I don't think so. I mean, I was was logged in all summer last year. Uh, I don't know why I can't... You guys in the hopper can see the board, but it's not on the stream. I can see it on the stream now. These guys can. Yeah, I can see it. I have no, I have no clue what's going on. Pat, will you try to log out and come log back out. through yeah, the sure. link I sent? Yes, yeah. your stream. That's your stream. <laughs> <laughs> they still can't see it. Oh no. 
What's crazy is I think I the, the views are actually going up. So I think not having a board actually just builds intrigue. <laughs> it was just Pat's you know. wrist. It was it was the talk of barebacking and Pat's wrist, I think. It's it's a weird king show at this point. Um so to let you guys know what happened there at that uh here, I'll catch you up on every pick that happened. No, we uh we took Ronald Jones. We had talked about Rashad White and Fryermuth. They both went before we came back. Now I got the goddamn great skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is going on with this? Why won't the board show? They're refreshing on ridiculous. YouTube. They can't see anything. All right. Now I'm going to try to log out. This is ridiculous. You can't log out. You huh? <laughs> logged out. No <laughs> one's controlling the stream. <laughs> I did that. Uh, I learned the other day that, that this works, actually, because I did that for the... Royal Rumble. You can apparently log out. Both Sean and I left our live or our recording, and it just keeps going on Streamyard. And really, and then, yeah, and then you log back in, and it's just chilling there, waiting for you. I think we were gone too long at a certain point that it uh, it did close the the one time we were over at the other stream for like a half an hour. It, it's nice to know that it closes at some point. Like you don't want <laughs> yeah. like you lose your login. And uh, you can never end your stream. I mean, that's <laughs> like a flaw. <laughs> Pete was talking about, uh, he mentioned last night that he kind of occasionally will just like let the, the room decide what he does in the first couple rounds. He lets God take the wheel. And uh, that's, you know, it's a, kind of a nerve wracking way to start your draft, but then it helps you get some natural exposures and you can, you can kind of fix things even if it gets a little weird. Uh, but I feel like that right now. I feel like we're letting we're letting Pete take the wheel here. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening with this draft. I uh, yeah. I mean, we got Rojo. I saw the Fields pick. I was pretty comfortable with that. Now we can't, so now we can't hear him. This is yes, yes. Pete, this fix your is... internet, dude. You <laughs> internet. That's fine. Why? Why is it the board showing up for the people? We see, you guys. Do you guys see it in stream? Yeah, right we see now? it. Yeah. What the fuck? Blow on the stream and stick it back in. There's the comment of the day. So they still don't see it? <laughs> no, I have the I have the tab set up here. And uh it's just still my death wheel spinning. Oh, they we got... entered some alternate reality. Oh my god. Oh well, YouTube, they can't uh, see Alex anything Pierce, on Josh YouTube. Palmer, Wanda Robinson off the board here. Isaiah Spiller let's, selected. Let's make these picks and then we can put, fucking put troubleshoot the, again. Put the stream into a bowl of rice. <laughs> um, oh, I will God. say here, uh, Cole Komet is going to be available, would be a very nice uh, tight end too here. You guys good God, with that? Komet, yeah. yes. Get the stack. Yes. I'm uh, sorry, guys. I, I generally have no idea what to do. The stream looks completely normal in our StreamYard hopper right now, and we've all tried to log out. I will keep trying to figure it out. So what do we? What's our build? We have four running backs, five receivers, and we're done at the one. Can they not even hear us? Can you even hear us? No, they can hear us. They can uh, hear us. Yeah. Yeah. Streamyard is raw dogging us. Our build right now, we have two, four, five, two. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary, Ronald Jones at running back, wide receiver, Diggs, Samuel, D.J. Moore, Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, and tight ends Kyle Pitts and Cole Komet. So we're just running backs and wide receivers the rest of the way here um what about what about herbert here khalil herbert um yeah he's probably not going to make it back to us um unless you'd rather 
rather get like Gainwell and then tack on like a Pringle or Velas Jones later. I feel pretty good about Gainwell. Hamler's in this range too. He's just off the board. I like Gainwell a lot. Um, I was just thinking Herbert for the correlation. Yeah. Let's let's grab Gainwell just because we have outs to where um, maybe uh, he falls Khalil a little bit. Although yeah. he's probably not going to fall back to us in 15. But I guess I would just feel better about getting fields with a. Yeah, it's also not great. Silva's catching strays in the chat now. It's, it's Silva, the producer of the show. Silver says he can walk so, you through this. Pat, I, I have only one other idea. If you want to, uh, I can give you my underdog if you want to log in and try to share the stream. But you sharing the stream on your computer no, that sounds, sounds like, like a disaster. Terrible. I think you should try to go in through Firefox because I could not. I was streaming with Liam today and I could not get my stream to work in Chrome. Like tried four times, didn't work. But Firefox uh, worked fine. So maybe maybe that'll help. Ooh, we got a StreamYard Chrome issue that we're gonna hear about here. Big big wow. news in the All right, the I'll go stream. I'll go try experiment again. You guys <laughs> hold down the fort. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well why are there two Pete's? They're still looking at two Pete's. Oh no. Were they really? Yeah, it was that was a long time ago that we got rid of two Pete's on on our side. Yeah, I actually I meant to uh, to tweet out the picture of the two peats because it was very funny. We got, I mean, one it was like actually hilarious, just but then I also captured it at a perfect moment. So it was the uh, uh, I decided to tweet this the cat crane moment uh, for Pete. <laughs> it was. Where where are you, Ben? What are you, like? Because I do this and I don't even know if it's that great but like i will take lance and then i'll tackle on Tyrion davis price or jeff wilson i'll do the same with jeff with uh fields and then i'll i'll take on uh herbert because of, like they're so cheap so it's not like i need that much out of those running backs and it's just like it feels like a bet on the offense but like am i just lying to myself that is, no is that i think that even helpful i think that was uh a sharp correlation idea microsoft edge beat <laughs> I think that was a short take. I just like Gainwell a lot quite a bit more, but but Herbert could have been a good fit there. I also think a a lot of fields specifically, his upside is sort of like the Jalen Hurts thing, which kind of killed the running back value in that offense. So that was something I was thinking about personally. Uh Where like, I don't know with the rushing, a QB with so much of the upside is tied to rushing. If I really want to be like tacking on his running back, but that's maybe too specific. You guys still aren't seeing it? Nah, no, they're not. I have it. Hang on. I'm going to try Cody's tip here. Pete, switch the YouTube feed to full screen one of the cameras and restart the feed from the board. So try that. Throw us all out. Welcome to Ship Chasing, the show where we do a cold open. Shit, we're on the clock. Fuck. Hey, I'm bringing us back. I'm bringing us back to make this pick. <laughs> Shit, we're on the clock. That was amazing. We got, we got 27 seconds. Is David, uh, David Bell? Bell? Yes. Yeah. David Bell or Will Fuller for me? David Bell. Just... We should be able to get Fuller coming back. All right, David Bell, come on down. I, I apologize, guys. I don't know. Uh, I've never seen this happen. Um, 
I have truly never seen this happen. This is what happens when you don't Venmo <laughs> Pete before the draft. <laughs> the comments, you guys are, I mean, you're kicking in the comments, that's for sure. This is, uh, you know, we, we're always trying to be inventive here. You know, doing the blind stream draft, I think, is uh, revolutionary here. Uh, damn it, Pat. I keep I keep rugging you on your picks because Fuller went here at 15-12. That's all right. I, I, I like to get Fuller or Julio. That's, I think, you know, you don't need both. Do we need another running back? Marlon Mack's a guy that I think will, will steam. He's another guy I had on my list. I'm, uh, I'm good with Marlon Mack. It'd be kind of a nice way to close if out. If we keep hearing that he can be their starter, like this, this range is not anywhere. Like he's gonna rise to the twelfth, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're That's a good one. Yeah. So we're at a two six six two build now with two more picks. Um, where I mean, we can just tack on two more wide receivers to close this out. Find a little uh, go some correlation hunting here. Well, yeah. One of the reasons actually. I didn't think of this until just now, but Fuller is getting connected to to the Bears a little bit. Oh, um, I guess so that, that would have been, been nice. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, if he lands there. Oh, that's really good for Fields. He needs that type of yeah, player. He does quickly, but it's also really bad for Fuller. Like, if you are taking Fuller, you're also even if you have Fields, you're still like rather yeah. to the Packers or something. Yeah, for <laughs> <laughs> something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go experiment a little more, see what I could do. Maybe I'll try uh, the Brave browser. Who knows? Cut back I mean, down to... Point, Pete, we've got, what, two picks left? I don't cut know back down to one, and you never you never went back down to one and started with the board again, did you? Let me see. Is that what you meant? Like that? I think that's what he was, he was saying. Did that... Did that work? <laughs> I think we just need to be incredible narrators. Um, just really paint a picture here. Cameron Bray just went at pick 186, folks, if you're wondering about post-Gronk fallout. Man, it's still not working. Yeah. No, it's not. What if we take but... a full screen? Does that work? That's <laughs> definitely not going to work. <laughs> They can't even hear us. They're just staring at a board that they can't see and can't hear us either. Podcast listeners are shitting on us right now. Yeah. The podcast listeners are getting it in good on this one. Well, are they? Because like, if I was listening to the podcast, I wouldn't want the whole podcast to be about how the video people can't see stuff appropriately. That's <laughs> kind of a shitty podcast, right? Somebody yeah. in the chat just said braid at 185 and then they're drafting 186 in ours. Are you there, God? <laughs> I didn't realize if you go full screen, like our audio is still working. I enjoyed Ben's laugh there. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, our view, we're gone. We, we have dropped about 10 viewers since this oh, fiasco. No. I mean, oh, if we no. if we dip below 190, I'm playing the JJ Taylor clip. I'm telling you. That's the, that's well, the I'm, yes, exactly. I'm hoping that thing plays, man. I'm hoping that thing plays. We just sit here. Could you imagine just sitting here? We watch the JJ Taylor clip. There's nothing worse. They just hear the J.J. Taylor Club's music for two minutes. Yeah, that's the only thing worse than the J.J. Taylor Club is watching us watch the J.J. Taylor Club. Oh, my God. Oh, Let's man. See. 
you guys maybe i'll give you guys the alt cam view here maybe this will do something (laughs) (laughs) you think trey lance is gonna fall to pick 90 ever again think again But what do you what do you just hold up your phone? You guys want me to hold up the draft board? Oh my god, honestly, yes. that's not a bad idea. Yeah, okay, that's fine. a pretty good idea. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh god, I, I have a great idea here. All right, the, we're gonna the 1995 solution. This, this is not even this 95. Is it. 10. Hang on, phone cam. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's showing the board though, not the kid. I'm trying, I'm trying. Oh no, underdog, underdog. We need the the landscape view, man. <laughs> I know the landscape is gonna make it tough. I think they want you to log into the stream on your phone and and then hold that to your screen. Hey guys, we're on the clock. God damn it! <laughs> is Pringle we, available? Oh, Julio's still there. I mean, Julio, Julio shouldn't be free. All right, let's grab Julio and then one of the uh, the wide receivers. Last pick, but don't. I'll be damned if I don't get this up. Here you guys go. Here's who's That's available. Just a two, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. Here we go. This is going to be great content. <laughs> Look at this. How's that, guys? You got you to gotta blow that it's up. It's very bro. good. Oh, yeah. God. There we go. There we go. <laughs> is, uh, is Byron Pringle still available? Um, yes, he is. Oh, uh, that, that should be our pick. Wait, but we we could take Romeo Dubs though. But we we got it. We got Pringles a stack. The, bed. Yeah, he's he's like literally the wide receiver too, with our stack. Oh, I was so excited for Romeo Dubs though. This is how <laughs> I'm going to stream all my drafts going forward. Can they see this? Can they? I can't. They, believe they, we... they have to be able to see this, right? I, the I understand. Is still a black box, so they're still they're not seeing. No, I don't think they're seeing this anymore. I think you need God. to take it to to a small screen. Oh no, the game. <laughs> this is this is awful. Oh, this is absolutely God. awful. You got now some that, weird, uh, yeah, some Android bug. <laughs> do they see that? I don't think they see that. I give up. <laughs> I Dead feed streams on the main window right now. They said, <laughs> "Oh my god, the full, the full screen, screen is, is the peak, peak of the of past." The past. <laughs> this is amazing. No, there's no way to tell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on YouTube and see what they're seeing. I don't know. Finally got rugged by Streamyard. <laughs> yeah, they can see. They can see all of us now. Here's here's the problem. I don't I don't have anything maximized. Streamyard is just having a mind of its own. Can we talk about how stacking is for breaking ties? But you guys just suggested that Byron Pringle and Romeo Dubs are in the same tier because I'm not probably never gonna let that go. I, I'm I'm broken. <laughs> Come on, we. I mean, you got I gotta I gotta double stack my guy Fields if we have him in a shootout with Amon Ross St. Brown in Week 17. What do you? Uh, I, what do you? I you will. I'm, to, I'm just seeing what they're seeing, but uh, it is leading to a little bit of feedback. We need. 
They're paying us for a second draft of this now? Oh, my God. We need a second draft. We we have never needed a second draft less. There's never been a time where that made less sense. No. I don't know where Pete's going now. I mean, Eric B., point, are you a big Pringle guy or a big Pringles guy? Because once you pop the fun down stop, I get that. But, I, I mean, I don't know how you can be a big Byron Pringle guy. No. We can't do a second draft because to even do this correctly, I would need to create a new event because something is fucked so hard. And yet our views are up uh, again. I, I don't know what – you guys are sick. You guys should have all shut this off. I we can't deserve get a second draft. That, yeah. I mean, they, they're not entirely wrong. We were talking before the stream. It's been kind of a long week for all of us. Might not be a long stream, but I'm I'm game. I'm the the the, the people are sticking I, I around can't through this. Screen share right now. We have we have tried. We have tried. We are going to we are going to regroup. We're going to come back. Well, you're not going to be here next week, right, Ben? I'm not. I'm going to be in Hawaii. I'll be flying back nice. from Hawaii. Enjoy, man. I had such a good time there. Yes, I'm very excited hearing about uh, your time has been a few months to to wait until my time, but it has come, and I'm excited. Yeah, Doom. Play I'm some well golf. Aware. I'm got, done got producing. Two key times already scheduled. Potentially going to be making a third at a local course. Play some Hawaii golf. Hang out at a resort. Are you Do you Ma- Are you going to be in Maui? Yeah. Nice. Same sort of area you're in, I think, right? Lahaina yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Let me, uh, I went to a really good taco shop around there. I'll, I'll try nice. to get you the name of it. Definitely do that. That sounds great. Um, I, I sincerely apologize guys. This is one of the weirdest stream yard wormholes that I've ever seen happen. And God, I've put some hours into stream yard. I'm going to send them a strongly worded email. You rugged us on nine you, uh, live viewers. I've got about 18 things I could. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> can I, how do I fix this? And this. Also, my mic loses connection like every 20 minutes, so I have to use my AirPod mics now. Uh, can, I, can I use Firefox for, um, for green screen? So we will. We'll be back next week without grads. We'll probably get. We'll probably get a guest. I'll go in the Streamyard lab. Um, any other final plugs for you guys before I mercilessly kill the spinning Pete of death? No, the Pete of the past has has had a good run, but it's time to come to an end. <laughs> um, here, I, I will tease this. I will tease this just as a as a consolation prize. I have been thinking about. And this tonight wasn't a good example because it wasn't really a ship chasing draft, but how obviously whenever we do these streams, they're very ship chasing and you have to take that into account when you're drafting and sometimes change things up. I've been really enjoying some of my late night drafts. And so I think I'm going to record a couple of those pre-record those uh, very chill and I will make them available for YouTube members on ship chasing or my channel. So maybe this weekend I'll give you guys a, a bonus draft. Maybe we get uh Pat or Gretch ever in there if they want to uh to do a private one as well and can hear more of our our strategy talk um in a more private intimate setting. So that's my olive branch to everyone from tonight. I like it. I've been doing some weird drafts. Uh I had a real value hound draft uh today. Ooh. Like everything was was value value value. Uh did reach by about four picks for Rojo, which ended, <laughs> ended the value. I was like on a real streak. I was like, I'm obviously going to be drafting Rojo. So, uh, 
Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. I don't know. I've been I've been drafting a lot. Um, okay, here here we go. Patrick Mahomes got him pick fifty eight. His ADP is forty five. Uh, Derrick Henry got him pick ten. Nick Chubb I got pick thirty four, middle of third round, late third round. Just value hounding guys. Just just I love it. The oh, Henry Chubb stack. Team. I mean, anytime you can value hound your way to a dead team. Like strong work. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, right? Because it's like my this running back core is like so weird for me. Like Henry Chubb, Cordero Patterson, Melvin Gordon, and obviously Rojo. But so it's like uh, not a lot of guys I take. But then I'm taking them with. Oh, I also took Albert O, who I don't take a ton, but I got him seven picks past ADP. I got Kelsey six picks at past ADP. Value hound guys. Dude, do you know what another massive failure by me tonight as a producer? We have a secret clip that Kevin Tompkins made for us to roll. I will not say who it was, but we drafted the player tonight, and I still forgot to roll it. I am down so bad. I'm sorry, Kevin. We will get to this clip eventually. Trust me, because it's someone that we all like here, um, obviously. So this is my last olive branch to you guys tonight as we go out. Enjoy a little J.J. Taylor. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> The one yard line. Tate will take the snap. Hand off Taylor, and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Arizona. Taylor to the end zone for the touchdown. Play you one. Tate will hand off Taylor. Dives over the top. Touchdown, Arizona. Wildcats will run the play. Hand off J.J. Taylor, right side. Spins oh. away at the 15. Her side up to the 10, the 20, 25 out to the 30. Gets a block to the 40, to midfield. Turns the corner, Sun Devil 40. Foot race down to the 35, to the 30, and out of bounds. Near the 25-yard <laughs> line. First and 10, Arizona. Pistol set, table hand off J.J. Taylor. Squirts to up the 50. First down, breaks a tackle and dives. Goes the screen pass, and it's caught. 35 down to the 30, 25. Over oh. a man at the 20, and a first down. J.J. Taylor. Taylor to the 10, Taylor to the 5. He leaps into the end zone. Head over heels.